0: All right, everyone, welcome to the Perfect Pup Podcast, another episode together. We're happy to be here today. We're going to talk about five specific ways that you can calm down a hyper or excited pup. Um, If you have a hyper pup, if you have a pup that gets easily excited, you know the challenges that come with that. So we're going to give you some actionable tips to help you overcome that with your pup.
1: This is the Perfect Pup Podcast, helping you build a better relationship with your pup, presented by Pupford.
0: And for today's
1: pup dates, uh, I've got a cool little little article here that we'll share in the notes. Um, So Disney is recreating Lady and the Tramp, which, because Disney is just recreating everything. Like
0: a live action action version of it? Or what are they doing?
1: I think it's still like kind of like what they did with Lion King oh, where okay, it's not yeah. like people but it like looks a million times better yeah, right? yeah. what is that called i think that's I mean, it's still action. animation Isn't it? Isn't is that live, live action, action? I can don't i know. google can i google on this you can podcast google that he's going to google that Keep and talking, figure out what it, it means figure it out. but for lady and the tramp um they have for the dogs that are in it is like there it's real dogs doing things i believe it's not cgi i think it's actual dogs and I'm an idiot. This makes sense. It's actual dogs because the dogs that they have cast for these roles are rescue dogs. Um, I believe oh, cool. all of them, maybe most of them, definitely most of them are rescue dogs, um, which is pretty awesome. I think it's a cool... Uh, it goes along with the story of Lady and the Tramp, right? Um, about you know dogs kind of finding their way, and finding their homes, right? And I that, like that happened. I haven't yeah. seen Lady and the Tramp in a long time, oh, to be honest. No, yeah. And everyone... I mean, the only scene you really even know is the spaghetti scene. Oh yeah, and I
0: love making jokes about that. Actually, like if I'm eating like anything that's has any length to yeah. it, and I I'll just make a joke with like a buddy. You want to uh, meet me in the middle of this? You like Lady in the Tramp. Tramp this you thing, Lady and yeah. Tramp this? There you go. It's a good joke, guys. It, Try it.
1: It's it gets a, a laugh like eight out of ten. Oh yeah, at times, least. which yeah, is it's a, a great good one. percentage.
0: Yeah, totally uh, catches people off guard.
1: So go check out that article and check out Lady in the Tramp because who doesn't want to watch a movie about dogs?
0: Yeah.
1: So. To today's episode, we're gonna talk about, like Mike said, five actionable tips. We'll give you the five tips quick, and then we're gonna kind of break down each of them. So the tips are this: number one, mental exercise; number two, place slash settle training; number three is physical exercise; number four is trick training, and number five is impulse control. Um, those are the five that we're gonna talk about, and let's dive headfirst into this. Oh thing. yeah, let's go. Let's go. Mental
0: exercise. Okay, so you've got a dog that is super hyper. Uh, a lot of times you think, all right, how do I wear this off physically for them? That's probably most people's first thought with that. Right. Most people don't think or realize that if you wear a dog out mentally, um, or I was going to say emotionally, but it sounds weird that way, like you're abusing <laughs> emotionally the dog wearing or something. Them out. Yeah. Like- now, if, you, if you wear a dog out mentally, that will help them calm down physically as well. So I think that a lot of people don't consider that, but it's a really, really important part of making sure that your dog has the ability to exercise all the muscles in their body, including the brain.
1: And it's just like you and I. I mean, if you are sitting at home alone, not home alone, but if you're just sitting at home, all I don't know why I said alone. If you're sitting at home all day long and you don't do anything all day, like if you're just brain, like mindlessly just like watching TV, number one, like you usually have like, you just feel lazy physically, but also mentally you just kind of feel like groggy and like you just like get too wound up by things and it's harder for you to control your emotions Um, so the mental exercise is so 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 important one thing just like there's a we could talk for hours Mm -hmm. about mental exercise but a couple points we want to hit on is number one don't skip out on meal time as an opportunity to do mental exercise because i think so many pup parents we've all been guilty of it at one time or another we say oh my gosh i just got to get out the door I just need to put the food in the bowl. Yep. get rolling on with my day. Like maybe you woke up late or whatever yeah. it may have and that's been. That's fine
0: inherently. Like right. it's not a problem. But right, and and and
1: that's gonna happen sometimes. But when you yeah. have the opportunity to use meal time um, as a way to engage your dog's brain, do it because food is such a powerful motivator for dogs. And so you know you can do things like um, foraging boxes where you like kind of hide parts of their food in, in different boxes or in like uh, puzzle toys or like little brain game toys. There's so so many ways that you can use a mealtime as a way to like get that. Me- Ooh.
0: got that. You I think, okay.
1: I, I think I like choked on something.
0: You, yeah, you're like thinking about mealtime.
1: Yeah, I got hungry. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. The other thing is using the kibble as a as a training reward yep. too, and that would be yep. a great way to mentally stimulate your pup during mealtime.
1: Yep. So yeah, try out different things. Snuffle mats even just a Kong, you freeze part of their meal, there's so many different ways. Um, And then just another general tip on mental exercise, and we'll talk about this with physical exercise as well, but prioritize the morning, because for most people, you're leaving your dog at least for some time at home uh, while you go to work or school or whatever it might be, and so making sure that they get that mental exercise in the morning before you leave them is super, super important and it'll help with a lot of those potentially like destructive behaviors that sometimes pop up when our dogs get bored. So I know that's kind of like a boredom side, but it's also going to ultimately help your dog be more calm, even yeah. if you're there or not.
0: Yeah. And a good tip for that as well. You cannot overdo mental exercise. It's, it's. Sure. I mean, I don't think you can. I'm trying to think I, yeah. of scenarios where you could.
1: I mean, if you did like a Twelve hour long training session, maybe, but like, <laughs> maybe. but like in most cases, but, but for all realistic
0: yeah. scenarios, it's very hard to overdo any type of mental training. So for sure, that's super valuable. But. Yeah, agree. Okay, so the next one is settle or place. So what you want to go ahead on it? You can, or I was planning on it, but you looked Don't like for you it. were like,
1: eh. oh, I was, I was like breathing in, like to like fully focus on what oh, you're I gonna see. say. Yeah, nice. yeah, I like it. But okay. then I'll talk. Yeah, I see. Yeah. All right,
0: so. Place or settle, a great way to get your dog to chill out is just like if you teach them place or settle where they have a place where they can go and lay down, that will inherently calm them down. They'll have the ability to really just take a step back from whatever situation is exciting them. It will remove them physically from what's exciting them as well. And most dogs will take nice steps towards calming down if they go to their place and they kind of chill out a little bit. Um, A big tip for that is don't expect too much from your dog too soon. So start simple. Don't make them go to their place and have them sit there for 20 minutes or right. anything. Start easy with just five seconds or three seconds or you know a very short amount of time. And if you start simple like that and then work up, and start in different scenarios where they're more excited or less excited, but work into those more difficult situations and they'll get better and better at it as you practice. Yeah,
1: and just continue to build on it. And eventually you will be able to get to the point where you can tell your dog to go to their place. They will relax for multiple minutes. I mean, lots of dogs get to the point where they can just chill there there for multiple hours until you tell them to leave. Um, So it's a really good like Mike said, it's kind of a way for them to like reset their brain. It it helps them understand, okay, when I go to my place, like I'm here, I'm laying down and like, I'm not jumping up on people. I'm just being calm. And a a really solid way to reinforce that with your dog um, is to give them like tasty chews, or maybe it's a frozen Kong or, you know, things that are going to just help them be, Calm on their place, right? To like Mm -hmm. really reinforce, like this is where really good things happen. Number one, and number two, this is a time for you to kind of just relax, calm down, yep, hang out, basically. Yeah, and we got a perfect
0: example of that with Doris, our dog. She loves meeting people; just is so excited to meet the vast majority of people. If you you get somebody with like sunglasses on and dark clothes, oh really, or like a hoodie or something, she doesn't like it. Like Mm -hmm. it makes her nervous for some reason. But anyway. Most people she loves meeting, so yeah. they'll come over to our house and we'll have her go to her bed, we'll hand her a Kong or a chew that she doesn't normally get or something like that. By the time she finishes that, she comes over and she greets way more nicely right. rather than jumping on people or getting yep. too excited. Just so. in
1: a better state of mind overall. Yep. I like it. Okay, Let's move on to tip number three. Um, this is probably what you would think of first, like Mike said, uh, and that's physical exercise. Yep. We talk about it a lot, and there's a reason for that. Really, if you look at dogs and think about like how they've been bred over the past hundreds of years, thousands of years, whatever, they've been bred to like have a lot of energy. Especially a lot of the popular household dogs, like the retrievers and the shepherds. You know, mm-hmm. they have been bred to do these jobs and to like run all yeah. day long and retrieve all day long and herd all day long and have the energy to do it. And you know, although in the past you know, 100, 200 years, they've become more just like pets in the house. They still have those inherent like genes and just desires to like run and do jobs and Mm. be moving around and accomplishing things. And so you cannot underestimate the power of um, physical exercise. And don't, you know, don't just think that like, okay, I need to take my dog out on a walk and that's enough exercise because it's often not enough. You need to do more rigorous activities like playing fetch, playing tug of war, using a flirt pole, going jogging, going hiking, like things that are going to get their heart rate up. Just like you and I, if you and I went around a walk, you know, just went on a walk around the block, we would come back and we, you know, your heart would be up a little, but you wouldn't be like, you know, panting, Uh, you wouldn't be super tired. Yeah. Whereas if if we went out and, you know, did wind sprints, like you're going to be feeling it. And so it's the same thing with your dog, like really get them moving, get them, just physically like moving around. And if you can combine both, like mental and physical exercise into one, like with fetch and like, you know, even tug toys and, um, you know, flirt poles, like that kind of gets both at one time. And that's where you really start to unlock like the calm side of your dog after you're able to do those things. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And and just like with humans, the more that you exercise your body, the clearer your mind is gonna be. For sure. Um, there's a, there's multiple reasons why they say a tired dog is a more trainable dog. So especially if you have puppies, you know, and you're working through that training time. If your puppy is tired, they're going to be more compliant. Their mind is going to be more clear and ready to focus on whatever it is you're asking them to do, as opposed to like, I need to get these pets or I need to chew that thing or whatever right. else it is. So.
1: Right. Super important. Uh, one quick note, too, on the physical exercise. If you have a puppy, the general rule is five minutes per month of age, twice, twice a day. day yeah. So if it's, if your puppy is three months old, three times five minutes, 15 minutes, twice a day. Yep. Um, and that, but again, that goes for like rigorous exercise. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, you know, doing training in the house or even kind of going on light walks. Like mm-hmm. that's the more of like the physical demanding exercise. Um, and that's just typically to protect their, like kind of their grip plates and their joints and, and you know, just them as they're growing. Yeah, for still sure. Still in the physical growth stage.
0: All right, so we've got the next tip. Uh, this is tip number four, right? Trick training. Trick training. So trick training is um, the reason why trick training can be powerful for this is it's that good mix of both physical and mental yep. stimulation for them. Yep. And when you teach your dog school tricks, your friends are impressed as well.
1: And that's probably the most important it's part.
0: It's like 50% why you own a
1: dog. Probably 51%.
0: Yeah, potentially. Yep. No, but really, it's, it's a great way to mentally stimulate your dog in addition to that because they're having to think about all these new things, right? Um, in addition to that, it gives them a little bit of that physical exercise as well. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you don't have to start out with them doing all kinds of crazy tricks or anything like that. It could yeah. be something as simple as spin yep. or roll over or play dead. You know, we taught Doris, bang, bang, and when yeah. you say bang, bang, she'll roll over on her back. So it could be really simple tricks. It doesn't have to be anything super complicated, but practicing those types of things will help your dog get a little bit of mental exercise as well.
1: And I think another important part of the trick train, trick training in general is I think a lot of times as pup parents, when we're trying to overcome these problem behaviors, we get into this rut of like, okay, I've got to train my dog and they're, they're kind of being a punk and they're doing bad things and I need to overcome this. And it becomes this kind of like, mentally exhausting thing for us as pup parents and it becomes like sometimes a little bit too serious i think where we just like get overwhelmed and we're frustrated and so the trick side of things it's a good way to break that up you know if you're in a 10 minute training session where you're working on stay and your dog maybe is struggling you know break it up and go do a minute or two of trick training and you know get them to do spins and rollovers and kind of just keep it light and fun and then step back into the serious side of things or the more serious side of things, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that trick training it's, yeah, it really is a valuable way to, uh, help your dog calm down. Uh, I'm going to put a, a link in the description of this episode of a video of, was it a border colleague? Remember that YouTube video I showed you that was like that super hyper border collie doing, and it like set a world record for an agility course. And this dog, like you can tell it just has so much energy. Like it is bouncing off the walls, but like the pup parent, like created this level of communication and,
0: you know, because agility, the energy.
1: yeah, and because agility is trick training in a sense, right? And so, yeah. like, it's all about channeling your dog's energy into like positive things. Um, so we'll, I'll share that link in there so you can yeah. you can watch that video, uh, and that leads us to the fifth and final tip, which is kind of a combination of a few of these, but it's impulse control. Um, kind of a little buzzword. Yeah. You hear it a lot on the internet what about. What does that mean? Yeah. What is that? I mean. In a simple form, it's helping your dog understand how to control their impulses. Like how to, how to wait and how to be the patient. Door, waiting yep. to
0: greet people, yep. going to their place, waiting to get their food, all kinds of stuff like that, right?
1: Yeah, understanding that those things can still happen and they're still going to be able to explore and do all the good things that dogs like to do. But it's more of a, hey, there's structure to this. Hey, you need to look to me for guidance Mm -hmm. and for saying, okay, go ahead and do that. Um, It's all about them understanding that they can't just go buck wild and do whatever they want. They need to listen and focus. And, you know, the, the power of impulse control is, you know, a lot of these problem behaviors that you, you know, if you're listening to this and you have a hyper dog or a ton of energy, in your mind, that's probably equating into like your dog jumping up on everyone and barking and being reactive. And, you know, a lot of those things it's just a lack of impulse control. It's a lack of, you know, your dog not understanding that I'm not supposed to do that. I can't just go wherever I want. I need to be focused and paying attention to what my pup parent wants. And I'll still get the good things of the dog world. It's not about, you know, it's not about stopping them from doing things. It's just teaching them the right way and how to be, how to wait and how to be patient. Super important. Yeah. It's a lifelong process too. just want to add that. I mean, it's, Impulse control is one of those things where it'll take months, years of practice. Like you'll, you'll continually be improving your dog's ability to control their impulses. Yeah. Um, little shameless plug on this. We here at Pupford have um, 21 impulse control games is what it's called. Um, and they're, Like it sounds 21 games that you can play with your dog they're super fun Um, there's different levels that you can kind of progress through um, for your dog's you know abilities with these specific games and they're all going to help with impulse control Um, some of them are going to be more specific to kind of like jumping or barking or pulling on a leash or being reactive to people at the door but in general they're all going to help your dog gain better impulse control. And we'll put the link in for you if you wanna go check that out.
0: Yeah, and understanding those behaviors build on each other, right? Like you were saying, understanding one of those will help your dog understand all of them and also understand how to behave in general, just how to be better in general, so.
1: For sure. Recap, real quick the five tips if you are looking for ways to calm down your hyper dog do these five things number one mental exercise number two place training or settle number three physical exercise number four trick training and number five impulse control we gave you tons of awesome ideas these are actionable you can go start working on these right now
0: oh yeah today do it to it do what are you waiting for do it I love, to it. When's the last I love time you that said phrase. that phrase? I don't it even know. It is good, know. but I feel like I haven't heard it since like high school. I don't really
1: know what it even means. Do it it's to like, it. It do doesn't you, matter what, what it means. Do you, like, what does to it mean? Well, it
0: just it feels good when you say it. It does feel and so good. So you know that it's the right thing to say. That's true. And that's, yep. And we will that. end on that. And we will end on that. Everybody but have a great week. <laughs> subscribe.
1: If you haven't already, <laughs> yeah. subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe on YouTube. Um, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a review. We will see you guys next time.
0: Yep. See ya. Thanks so much. Thank you.